Welcome to The Answer and Whisperer, the show all about the future of work. Today's guest is Nick Rodriguez, the host of the Nick Rodriguez podcast. Welcome, Nick. How are you? I'm good, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, so just so you know, and then also our listeners, our show is all about business, the future of industries, and jobs. So starting off, um, you are a graduate from the College of Charleston yes, uh, with a bachelor's degree in communication. Uh, did you set out to have a degree in communication or did that just happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. So I actually went to school to pursue education. Uh, my dad's a teacher and I have a lot of teachers in my family. Uh, and then somewhere along the way, I guess sophomore year, junior year, uh, a friend of mine was talking about this student news organization called Assistant Yard News um, at the College of Charleston where, you know, where students write and, you know, do video and all this sort of stuff. So I applied and I got the job, um, you know, it, it pays a little bit, you know, but it was just a lot of fun to to get in that space. And then after a while, I kind of decided, uh, it's not like I was disliking my education courses, but I just kind of really fell in love with the communication and being a writer and everything like that. So no, I didn't initially decide to, to go in with communication, but it's kind of funny how that ended up switching for me. I have a question. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned education, Nick. Yes. And that really intrigues me because I was a public classroom teacher and then I moved over into teaching as an adjunct professor oh. when I also started my own business. So what would you have taught if you were an education person? Like what grade or was there a subject? Yeah, so uh, it would have been elementary education. So that would, and if I had to pick a grade, it'd be fifth grade. I did a lot of summer camps, you know, while in college. Uh, so I, you know, I liked working with kids and I felt comfortable doing that. And then I think age 10 to 12 was like my favorite age to, you know, be their counselor or teacher or something like that. But if I had to pick a subject, I know usually in elementary, you, you kind of do a general, you know, teaching of everything. But if I had to choose a subject, I would choose history. I've always been a big fan of history. Um, but yeah, I was, I was really set on it. I was taking education courses and, you know, that was, that was the plan. And, um, uh, you know, like I said, things changed a little bit on, along the way. And what do your parents teach? Or was it just one parent or both parents? Just my dad. My dad teaches music at a middle school. So I, I don't think I could uh, start out with middle school. That's very, uh, very bold. Uh, but I think I would start out with, you know, either elementary school or, or high school, probably. Yeah, interesting. Did you play an instrument also? I did. Uh, in middle school, I played the trumpet. And then uh, one day I got braces and, you know, if it, you know, when you first get them, it hurts to, you know, to play the trumpet. And then unfortunately I just didn't get back into the routine and, you know, I just ended up stopped playing, but um, that's, I mean, but my sister plays uh, a few instruments. I think she plays the clarinet every once in a while and the piano and, uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's pretty funny. Nice. Nice. Okay, Ian. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I feel like if I, I have no interest in education, but I feel like uh, fifth grade would be a great uh, year to teach just yeah. because they're not in the moody middle school yet. Right. And they're mature <laughs> enough for, uh, you know, for, to have a conversation with them. Exactly. Exactly. Because I used to do, uh, I used to volunteer at a summer camp as well for like about two years. Oh, and, cool. you know, fourth and fifth grade were always the ones that would I could connect with instead of, you know, just them messing around. 
I totally disagree with you guys about oh. fifth grade. <laughs> and this is why. That is when puberty starts setting in. And yes, they are moody. They are moody as all get out. Um, girls are, you know, getting a cycle. Guys are getting body hair. And they cannot stop touching each other <laughs> because they're beginning to be aware of each other as an opposite sex. I taught seventh grade and oh my goodness. I, it was like, I'd go home exhausted because it was just like, stop touching that person. <laughs> Don't touch their desk, leave it alone. And um, yeah, so I, I felt it was uh, very challenging for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is also true. Uh, and I don't know how you did seventh grade. I, I know I was pretty terrible in seventh grade. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so you uh, started, uh, started with education, you went to communication. What was the leap for, oh, I want to start a podcast? Yeah, so one of the first jobs that I had after I graduated from the College of Charleston was at the Pro Business Channel, uh, and they do a lot of podcast work, you know, either helping people uh, start their own podcast or having guests on the Pro Business Channel, also based in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, where I'm from. Uh, so I worked there uh, as an, you know, as an internship, and, you know, and I grew a relationship, you know, with a friend of mine, his name is Rich Casanova, and we've done a lot of work together, uh, the podcast world tour, the podcast directory. Um, and then one day last year, actually, he said that I should start my own podcast and use my own name to, you know, brand myself and, you know, call it the Nick Rodriguez podcast. And I thought it was a great idea. Uh, I knew I wanted to be about sports, but I had to figure out where exactly in sports that I wanted to be about. You know, I didn't want it to be a daily recap show and there's, you know, nothing wrong with those types of shows by any means. But for me, I wanted it to be a little bit different, have a little bit more impact. Um, and it's, it's worked out very well. We're approaching one year uh, for the show, which would be November 29th when I released my first episode, but it's already been over a year by a day or so a few days or so uh when you know i first launched the idea and you know started planning for it but yeah it's been it's been an exciting and uh very cool experience so far um i wanted to go back to the whole sports thing so what sports did you play when you were in high school because you know that i think that plays into a lot of what your interests are because right. it had to be around that yeah definitely so Growing up, I played everything with, with friends, football, basketball, baseball, but baseball was primarily my sport. Played that for two years in high school. And funny enough, after you know, I stopped playing my sophomore year, I just stopped following it for a couple of years just because you, know, you, you play it for so long. You know? uh, but you know, once I got into college, I fell back in love with baseball and in other sports and you know that's when the sister and yard thing started to happen and eventually where i started my own podcast so is this is this your day job or do you have a day job and you podcast i, I have a day job and and, and, uh, and i podcast on the side as well yes do you have a sponsor yet i'm always curious about how people get sponsors no uh but that is something that i'm you know working to build towards um, you know, that's always something that I think is an exciting opportunity. I think for, for me and, and my show, that's something that I will, you know, aggressively go after in years two and three. Uh, but yeah, I'm always open for an opportunity like that for sure. 
Um, we use Podbean as our uh, distribution channel. I, I don't know what your hosting site is. Um, do you, what do you use, Podbean or somewhere else? I use Captivate. Um, okay. I've been using them for a couple of months and it's been great. You know, it's been, uh, you know, you don't want to change your, your host a lot from what, I've, from what I've been told, but Captivate's been great. You know, the great analytics and, and everything like that. So yeah, I've, I've been using Captivate uh, for, I think since June or so. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I also have enjoyed about, you know, I'm sure all of the services are really good. It's just a matter of like, what did you pick and, and what was the, I guess, the, the selling point. Um, one of the things that I liked about Podbean is they have a lot of webinars. They have a lot of really great webinars about how to monetize your podcast and, you know, how to find a sponsor and all of that. Does that service that you use do the same thing? They do. They do. I think it's something where if you need it, it's there. And, you know, when I first signed up, uh, they were, you know, had a lot of questions and stuff for me so I could answer and, and anything like that. So, yeah, very helpful in anything that I can need. And I feel like if I were to reach out to them for a problem or advice or, you know, how to grow my podcast, I think they'd be able to respond very quickly. All right, Nick, um, I'm going to let you go back to Ian. And Ian, what was the sport other than baseball? I think I'd like to hear some baseball chatter here between you guys. <laughs> uh, so first off, uh, who's your team? You're from Atlanta, so the Braves? Braves, Braves, but yeah. admittedly, uh, growing up, I was actually a Yankees fan. Yes, there we go. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to get you too excited. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm not a Yankees fan anymore. I just want to oh. on record, yeah. on tape. Uh, but no, Derek Jeter was, was my favorite player. Uh, he's like, I think I read somewhere one time where he, his first year was like the year I was born or something like that, or two years later. Like, so I grew up with Derek Jeter, loved Derek Jeter. And of course mm -hmm. they were winning. So that made it so much easier. But, uh, since I've, you know, I've, I'm a Braves fan, but I get a sense that you were a Yankees fan. Uh, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so you were born in 96. 95. So 95? I, I guess I could, I could have the year wrong, but it was around that time. Yo, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking 95 or 96. He may have played a few games in 95, but right. it was definitely around that time. Definitely. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I feel like I, I was a Yankees fan up until Gino left until in, in 2014. Yeah. I was tough. And then, yeah, <laughs> it was tough <laughs> with, uh, to see him leave and to see like yeah. all of the people of the core four leave. If you know, yeah, the, if you know who the core four are. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And then I wasn't into baseball from like 2014 until like last year. And I'm trying to get back into it. And they're, they're a good team now. But right now they're on like a four game losing streak. So I'm not really too sure. Wow. I didn't know. it's I didn't know it's been four games. Um, yeah. You know, in Atlanta, there's their own uh, demons when it comes to the postseason and everything yeah. like that. So, um, yeah, I think. I, I always say, like, when you have the classic teams in, you know, your main sports doing well, I think it's just better for the sport. You know, yeah. I consider the Braves a classic team, but, like, you know, the Yankees or the Red Sox, those classic teams are doing well. And then you have one or two teams sprinkled in that are, you know, not a powerhouse, you know, yeah. sexy team, like the Twins <laughs> or, you know, something like that. I think that's, you know, what you want every year. But obviously that's not the way, you know, that's not the way it works. Yeah, for sure. When the Nats won last year, that was that was big. Like they had never won as that franchise before, so that was mm -hmm. that was great. And then um, 
Oh, man, I just forgot what you said. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Are the Braves in first place right now? They're in first place. They're in first okay. place. Uh, start, uh, starting pitching is a little little shaky, but yeah. uh, it's okay. I think I think they'll make the postseason. And, and this year, you know, the there's more teams. Um, I think it's like every division has the first and second place team makes yeah. it. And then there's still, I think, another wild card team or two that makes yeah. it. So I think it's like half – like 16 teams, which is more than half the league. Yeah. Uh, so I'm confident this year the Braves can break their, you know, streak of not winning in the postseason because they'll play, a, you know, a more inferior team, maybe the Marlins or something like that, and just get over the hump and then, you know. That's forward. true. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of rooting for the Marlins, though. If I had to choose a Florida team, uh, there's some bad blood between the Rays and Yankees right now, so I'm yeah. not yeah. much yeah. of a root. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I had to choose a Florida team, I would go with the Marlins. Or, like, just rooting for them. But I'm pretty sure they're not going to make it that far. Probably not. Um, Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've I, I heard somewhere or saw somewhere that pretty much every team is in the National – like, in the National League is in it, um, which I guess is exciting just because there are so many spots except for, I think, the the Pirates. I think the Pirates are just kind of – They are. Close, but everyone <laughs> no, else is not at all. buying for a spot, which that part makes it kind of exciting, I guess. Yeah, gotcha. We're done with the baseball talk, Isabella. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, you, you humored me for a little bit there. That's that's kind of you. So um, I want to go back to the fact that your major was communications, right? That's yes. what you graduated with. So how do you, I mean, obviously there's a connection between podcasting, but what else are you taking from that degree into what you're doing now? And does your day job include the communications? I mean, are you blending what what you get paid to do in your job with what you're doing here on podcasting. How is that working for you? Yeah. So I, I, I think for me, communications was a, was a perfect fit because I learned a lot of essential skills that could be used at any position, uh, public speaking, learning how to write, learning how to write an email, uh, you know, communications, learning how to commute with people uh, and learning how to write an email. I've learned more and more is very important, you know, in the business world, uh, you know, you know, with coworkers, with, you know, with anybody, uh, even if you're just looking for a reference, it's important, you know, to portray yourself in the right way. And I had great professors at the College of Charleston. So absolutely, I think it's been a great fit and it's really helped me along with my career. And as far as, you know, my current position, absolutely. And I think, again, like it's just a, such a, what's one of those uh, degrees that you get that it can be so useful in just about anything. I could still get into teaching, um, you know, I would need to get a certificate and anything like that. But the skills that I learned are very important. Public speaking, like I mentioned, and being able to express your thoughts and debate and everything like that is extremely useful. I totally agree. I have had a lot of students that are in communications come in and they think that just one path is, is um, typically social content creation. And I think that's because that's how most businesses are getting their message out there. Right. That's obviously the biggest role that somebody can fulfill. But you raised some interesting points, public speaking, that leads right into podcasting, right? right. And then yeah. the ability to, you said something significant, email. And that was a conversation I had said earlier to um, everybody that's on the team here saying, okay, so remember to check your email three times a day because mostly, uh, you know, people don't think about that when you're in school, but the business world does use email. 
And it's going to be really important to develop that as a habit and not be surprised about that later, right. Right, so to speak, and go, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to. <laughs> yeah. And to be able to write an email that sounds um, intelligent is, and I don't mean like smart. I just mean like, you know, business professional. Right. You know, you right. know how to write. Right. You're not sending a text message. Um, and yeah. It depends on who you're emailing, you know, if it's someone that you're more friends with, you know, you don't have to be as neat and proper. But, you know, if you're emailing someone about a potential job, you know, you want to make sure your your words are spelled correctly, you know, commas are in the right spot. Especially, I mean, one thing that you always hear about is spelling the person that you're addressing's name correctly. Uh, yeah. That's a big one. I mean, nine times out of ten, it's going to be in their actual email uh, or in the job listing or, you know, wherever it may be. So. Even if it's a tricky name, I think it's just good to double check. And I've made those mistakes before. I'm not here to say I've never made those mistakes, but it's super important. And it's overlooked I, too. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So little test. Let's just do a quiz here real quick. Uh, conversate. Real world, real word or a, a uh, slang word? Conversate is a real word or slang word? Ooh. Is it? Which one is it? What's your vote? I'm going to say... I'm gonna say slang. I, I also agree, yeah, slang. It is slang, you are absolutely <laughs> right. People use that word and I was an English major and I go, I, it is like all I can do to bite my tongue and go, that is not a real word, stop saying it. <laughs> I'm guilty of that as well. I've, I've, used, I've definitely used conversate before. Yeah, but you answered the question right, so That's good for you. That's all that matters. That is, that is what matters. <laughs> But I think that what you are saying is true because it's also like, who is your audience and how should you speak with them? Right, exactly. I listened to, Ian had recommended um, a show. It was, I think it was Ian. No, I think it was one of our other guests. Um, no, it was Ian. Um, Je uh, Jeff Gold Goldberg, right? No, Goldsmith. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Bloom, yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum. I yeah. went and I listened to all of those shows. Those were amazing. Now, Nick has no idea what we're talking about. Why don't you go ahead <laughs> and educate? Because it was all about shoes. And I heard somebody on that show say conversate. And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> they just said that word. But it's a really good show. Um, I, I don't know if it's a podcast, but it's definitely a show on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it's on uh, Disney Plus, And it's Disney like Plus. a documentary-like episode. Have you seen it, Nick? I have not. No, I have not. No, um, and then I guess to tie it in, uh, this is just like last book. Uh, so if you're into sports and all that, are you also into shoes as well? Mm -hmm. Um, I can appreciate shoes, yeah. but I I'm not uh, gonna drop you know a lot of money on you know LeBrons or anything like that. Uh, but I can I can appreciate the hobby and the craft and everything like that. Yeah, I agree. Like I I I wouldn't go out of my way. Like I only wear Converse basically. Converse is a cool shoe. Those are yeah. cool. Um, but I'm just, I was just tying that together since we were talking about the Jeff Goldblum episode about shoes. And then yeah. shoes definitely go well with sports, especially like basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. I mean, people buy tons of shoes. Like, there's, yeah. like, in the NBA, uh, there's a player named PJ Tucker who has, uh, you know, they're all staying in their own hotel rooms. I think he has a whole either closet or hotel room just of his shoes so he's like a big shoe guy so yeah definitely nba uh definitely big shoe people but yeah never been my big cup of tea but i i can you know i can appreciate the craft for sure 
I want to say, uh, Ian, thanks for the, the connection, because that is honestly what I was going to go to, was the fact that it was uh, sports and it was the shoes, and I went, oh my God, that whole episode, I had no idea what big business sports athletic shoes are all about. <laughs> it was crazy, yeah. the amount of money that went through there. Oh, it's a ton. It's a ton. Yeah, just sports in general. So the um, sport that I did when I was in high school was swimming. And I'm kind of interested to hear uh, what you talk about on your show because I haven't listened to it yet, I'm going to. And I wanted to know more about the sports. Do you do like one around the Olympics when, well, we would have had Olympics this year, but yeah, yeah, that's a bummer too. I think they still should have done them and just let, you know, pay-per-view. I think people would have paid for that for real. They would have spent the money to go there. They would have paid. Anyway, um, I was just really interested in the, the, the different types of sports that you bring in on the shows because gymnastics was one that I always liked a lot. And then I was a swimmer when I was in high school. And then the other thing was, I don't know, did you guys have uh, wrestling teams in your schools? We did. Or, yeah. I so did. Yeah. I was a wrestlerette. Do you know what that is? I do not know. So when I was in high school, every one of the the teams uh, would have their own kind of a cheer squad, so to speak. So we weren't cheerleaders, but we were there to support. So I learned a lot about wrestling just because I had applied for that. And I learned, um, you know, we we would cut the oranges up for the guys, but we kept score. We helped promote it. We were selling tickets and, you know, it was a really big deal. Um, In high school, it's a big deal. Right. But it, it was very interesting because I did not know anything about wrestling. You know, I was always thinking it's like Hulk Hogan kind of stuff. And it was not. <laughs> it was like, this is a real sport. And it made me yeah. see the connection of how it actually went to the Olympics, too. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling is, is very interesting. I don't know a lot about wrestling itself. It's not a sport that I, you know, usually focus on all that much as far as like a, a viewer. Uh, you know, my main sports that I that I watch are, you know, baseball, basketball and football. Um, and, and for the show, really, I mean, it's it's less about the actual sport and more about the person performing. Uh, so we've had probably mostly football and basketball athletes on the show, but we've also had people from administration. Um, you know, one of my friends, Jamal Walton, was on the show and he's not a current athlete anymore. Um, you know, he's more in the athletics department. So for me, I'm trying to set an example for kids who are either my age, you know, in their early early to mid 20s or in high school or in college uh, to see, you know, see all the examples of how all these people who are, you know, really successful, how they got to this point. So we have people in media also come on the show and, you know, talk about their career and, you know, how they got to a certain spot. And, you know, it's meant to help people uh, kind of determine where they can go. What about swimming and gymnastics, though? Do you cover what type of other than just baseball, basketball, and what was the other one? Soccer? No, you didn't say soccer. I, I haven't. No, I didn't say soccer. But I mean, it's we're not. I mean, if we had the opportunity to have someone from gymnastics or swimming or or soccer or anything like that, more than welcome to have that conversation. Uh, for me, I just want to make sure that person's a leader, you know, in their community, doing the right things on and off the field. Uh, you know, is a role model. That, those are the kind of characteristics that we're looking for when it comes to a guest on our show. 
Got it. And how has it been with uh, the pandemic going on? That's an interesting question. Uh, so for the first couple of months, uh, you know, I was at a, you know, recording studio. Uh, and then, you know, I think at some point, I don't know if I'm there yet or not, but I recorded more episodes at my in-home studio uh, than I did, you know, before, you know, so it's just, it's just interesting. I think it's just being able to adapt. And I think in some ways, uh, it's been easier because some people, you know, some people were more available uh, at more times than they might have been had the pandemic not existed. Uh, but, you know, of course, you have your Wi-Fi issues that that come and go or, you know, things like that. But it's it's been a good experience. And I feel like the guests that, you know, I'm able to bring on have been have been great. And, um, you know, it's been it's been a great experience. And since you're limited to, you know, doing things through Zoom, have you like branched out to, you know, places that you never would have before? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it lends you that opportunity uh, just because, you know, you, you can be a little bit more creative. Uh, recently, we started the Nick Rodriguez podcast roundtable uh, where we use more of the Zoom features where we get I get three other people in the sports community. And they come on and we, we talk about things going on that's important to them, um, you know, like voting and, you know, finding a job, you know, during the coronavirus, you know, everything like that. So we just recorded um, our second episode and it'll be a monthly thing that comes out every, you know, every third Wednesday. But I think absolutely, you know, I think in a time like this, uh, I think it's best to use your network as much as you can and, and try to be creative as possible. So you have the round table and then you have a separate podcast. You have two. It's all this. It's all the same. Uh, so my podcast, like the regular shows that come out are released every other week. And then the round table is still with the Nick Rodriguez podcast. It's just a monthly segment that we do. Uh, that's every third Wednesday. And it's more of a group of people. And we talk less about the individual's careers, but more about topical issues that are going on in our world. That's good. So it's like the view, but with men. <laughs> and we actually have men and women come on the show. I like to have a like a diverse group. So, you know, other than myself, I have another, you know, man in there. And then we have two women, uh, you know, various backgrounds and, you know, uh, just so they can speak to, you know, their experience and everything. That's really nice. I'm glad to hear that. One of my friends is um, Ashley Hart. And she has an app that promotes, um, it's called She Plays. I'm gonna recommend, she has her own podcast too, and she's in that, that sports arena. Okay. Um, but you guys could potentially have each other as guests. Her app is about fantasy sports and you know women in fantasy sports. So you might find that really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So look her up, it's She Plays. And she's also been a guest on our show. Um, it was at the beginning of the year, I think it was a while back. It seems like so long ago, yeah. but <laughs> everything about COVID, you know, from mid March, it's just one big blur. I don't know about anyone else, but it feels that way for me. No, definitely. January definitely feels like two or three years ago. I know. Right. So, uh, definitely, uh, definitely been a long year for sure. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And we're, we're still in, you know, September, but it's going to fly by. And I know that 2021 is going to be the year for all of us because we should be moving forward out of this, this COVID life. 
Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So you, uh, I'm going to go back to this, uh, and I think you raised an interesting. You saw it as a, an opportunity. Um, Ian had said, you know, the the thing about doing the podcast remotely uh, did it did it limit you know your ability? And actually, it act, I see it as the same, and I think Ian does too, honestly. Uh, see it as an opportunity to expand and to go into places where you're going, gee, I don't have people that are right next door to me and sit in the chair with me. So how do I do this? And now right. everybody is doing it this way. A lot of people are. Uh, and actually, I just started using Zoom uh, for recording podcasts. You know, most of my recording at home was through Squadcast. <clears throat> And they do have a feature where you can turn on, you know, the camera and, you know, see each other like you're in the same room. Um, but it doesn't record any of the video. It's just it's just there for, you know, visual purposes. So you can see, you know, the natural reactions and, and everything like that. But just started using Zoom for the roundtable segment that, you know, I started last month uh, back in August. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a good experience. But I know a lot of podcasters, friends included, that <clears throat> just started that are using primarily zoom and it's been such a great tool because you can take the audio if you just want the audio but you could take you know video of course too and, and you know and grow your youtube channel mm -hmm. um so you were at podfest right correct yes yep and that's how we met um i was one of the speakers and uh, i was overwhelmed with how many people attended um what were your thoughts about podfest yeah, uh, it was an amazing experiment, uh, experiment experience, uh, and it feels like such a long time ago. I mean, that was this year, back. In it was March. just last month. Just last month. Oh, you're talking about the one, uh, the virtual event with the. Uh, the yeah, event. in August. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that one was cool too. Um, also a cool experience. I mean, I think for me, they're so different. You know, the one in in March was. You know, there's a lot of people there. Uh, the coronavirus existed, but it wasn't as prevalent in the United States. Um, and then, you know, we fast forward in August, another cool event, virtual event. Um, the summit. Yeah. And I was saying podcast, but, you know, they were interchangeable terms for me. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But it was it was I felt equally as excited to to speak and to engage with people. You know, I think people were really looking to engage. And Chris always does a you know phenomenal job. So, mm -hmm. you know, both both were great experiences. Hmm. So good. Have you, I don't know about you, but there's no way I have had the ability to go back and listen to all of those speakers. And I think that there was 250 speakers. Could you, I mean, there was just so much great knowledge that was there. And I think I went to about eight of them um, just because of time constraints. Right. It, I would, I would just so love to go to all of them. I, do you know how long those uh, links are up? I, I'm not sure. Chris is going to be a guest on our show coming up. Oh, great. But yeah, um, but I'm not sure how long they're active and just throwing it out there in case you have that knowledge. I, I think if you spoke at the summit, I think you have access to those you know, like forever, basically. I think they're basically yours. I believe that's my understanding. Mm -hmm. um, if you were, you know, if you were an attendee, but it was free, then you wouldn't have access. You would only have access basically like as it was happening. Uh, and then, of course, there were the, you know, attendees who did pay and they would also have a similar package to us. That's that's to my understanding. But uh, but I think those videos had to be downloaded and I did not download them. So I don't know if he had them on 
on Facebook. I think that they're all on Facebook, maybe. Okay. This group. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was throwing it out there. Well, I'm obviously I'm you know Chris would would know a lot better than me, so uh, I'm sure if, once you have him on the show, you can really uh, get. The I right will. Answer. I'm going to ask him that question again because yeah. I I bet if I went through the emails, I'd find it. But that was just a side <laughs> conversation there. Yeah. Um, what was your best or, or your most favorite podcast uh, presentation that you listened to? Did you have one that stands out? I think the whole sports podcon um, event was really special. I mean, that's where I ended up speaking also, but I think hearing everybody else speak and their expertise. And I think for me being a sports podcaster, um, it might not sound very unique. A lot of people who do podcasts start sports podcasts, but I mean, it was just cool to hear John speak. John is always as a, great job and you know i think every everybody that you know spoke to did an awesome job so i would say sports podcast nice sorry, sorry for the silence there um yeah so it's recorded it's okay <laughs> <laughs> uh so besides your podcast and you know talking about sports uh what else are you passionate about and what other goals do you have in your career and it's gonna be a long time you're so young <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think for me that's that's ever changing i think it's always something that i want to keep in mind and have something that's you know going and going and going so um i want to be put myself in a leadership position and be able to speak at more events and grow my brand grow my platform and you know i think i guess when it comes down to it be a role model for people and you know be like wow he did things the right way is he perfect no, of course not. But he's trying and he's doing things like, you know, he's making an effort to do the right thing. So I think that's the kind of the bottom line premise. Um, you know, obviously I have big plans for, for the podcast. I think it's going to be very successful, um, you know, but, you know, you know, thank you for, for calling me young. That's uh, very nice. But, you know, I think because of that, you know, you, you have the opportunity to, to have things change. And, you know, I think a lot of times people are afraid to kind of go after certain certain things because they're worried uh, something will happen. I saw something a friend of mine posted and said, you know, um, they don't want to go to like medical school because in four years they'll be 32. And they said, well, in four years, you're still going to be 32. So you either, you know, in four, regardless, you're going to be 32 in four years, right? So it's what you do in those four years. You know, you don't have to go to school, but... I just thought that was a funny little anecdote. And I'm not sure why exactly. I, I mean, you're older than me, of course. Um, but yeah, but not by much. I, I was born in 99. Um, okay. which, yeah. yeah, which is also a year that the Yankees won. I, your year was also a winning year. So yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, good, <laughs> pretty good years. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what's the next step of the podcast? Like what's a year from now? You're from now, man, that's honestly, it, it's hard to hard to answer i think which is good um in some ways i think i have a vision for you know what i want it to be like you know tomorrow in six months and in a year i do have those little visions you know i just announced a couple of weeks ago that you know we're gonna have a listener of the year award uh which is pretty exciting where they'll get you know a nick rodriguez podcast t-shirt and they'll get to actually appear as a guest on the show uh, you know, so building up the brand and everything like that. So in a year I see, you know, the listenership and subscribers, you know, take a nice spike up, uh, even higher than it is now. And then just getting more and more 
uh, quality guests and just still really enjoying, you know, being a podcast host. Our show is all about internships and remembering someone that gave us a chance. So Nick, were you ever an intern? I'm going to skip around in our question presentation. Yes, yes, of course. Um, I was an intern. That first position that I mentioned before at the Pro Business Channel is where I was an intern. Um, you know, for about a, a month or so, um, and then I, you know, was lucky enough to get the opportunity at Georgia Tech, where I was actually also an intern. Um, there, I was a paid intern. Um, you know, the first one was more for the experience and, you know, hands-on opportunities, you know, with, at a smaller, smaller company. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I, I've been an intern a few times. Yep. And what were you doing? What was your role in those companies? Yeah. So with the pro business channel, I was helping book guests, you know, sending emails out to, to have people on the show. And I did a lot of audio engineering. Which for me, I you know at the time I had listened to a lot of podcasts and was a big fan, but didn't know much about the audio engineering side of it, uh, which was pretty cool. You know, you know you're listening, and you know my my friend now uh, Rich would sometimes have me ask questions uh, to be engaged on the show and everything like that. So it was a good experience for me because I was interacting with people who were business leaders and were very successful. Um, and you know, I had just graduated college, so it was good to have those, those conversations, uh, at Georgia tech, it was a little bit different. It was a f much faster speed. Um, I was a paid intern and I was on the communications staff for Georgia tech athletics. Uh, so I would help write press releases and do a lot of social media and work with coaches and athletes on, you know, games and, you know, getting things out the right way and everything like that. And that was. I was a completely different learning experiment uh, experience, but I think with my degree in communications, it, it really helped you know kind of speed that process along. So learning press releases, I think that's really a valuable skill, especially in the yeah. communication side, because I've I did not realize this until I had some students working with me. I said, so do you know how to write a press release? And they said, well, we we've, we've learned it, but they've never done it, and so that's one of the things that if they ask. Uh, or they have interest, I have them learn how to do it when we release press releases. So our press releases will be on our game and on our software pro product and some of our key partnerships. And, you know, I let each one of them have a turn at creating that press release. Um, the same applies. It's kind of surprising. Everybody learns, I'm pretty sure you did this too, a PR campaign. And, but they don't know how to implement it. So you do something that's a case study and you have no idea if it can um, go or not. And so that's another thing that people have done as an intern with, with me, with my company is creating, you know, a PR campaign and then we create the content around it, um, being able to, you know, do the promotion of it and then look at those weekly reports. That's part of the whole process all the way uh, across. I would hope that whether it was unpaid or paid, they were both quality in that sense that if it was unpaid, you were getting to do a press release or create a PR campaign. But you mentioned you were only there for a month or a month and a half. So I guess the paid one stole you away from whatever the other opportunity was. <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. That's exactly what happened, um, you know, where I was, you know, offered the position you know, at Georgia Tech as communication slash PR assistant. Um, and so, you know, 
you know, Rich is my, you know, my friend today, but it was, it was kind of fun. We had a great working relationship, you know, obviously still do. I help him on a lot of projects to this day. And, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, most times you're going to go with the one that, you know, that pays. And I was at Georgia Tech uh, from November of that year till June, uh, but still helped out Rich with, with any other projects that uh, he asked me to help out with. Yeah, and I totally get that. The paid ones are really hard to find. So the fact that you got one, it was like, right. it was gold, right? Right, exactly. Especially in this industry. So you're either working on the school, you know, at the school and doing it with the school, uh, whatever it could be, or, you know, if you can find one that's um, where there's real skills and you're not just getting coffee and bagels for people. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that is a real internship. Right. Yeah. And I think even, you know, I was, you know, at Pro Business Channel for a month. Um, you know, I think I did learn a lot of skills, you know, because I was doing audio engineering. It was like real hands on, you know, you know, learning how to really network with people. And, you know, we went to a lot of networking events and, and stuff like that. And that was a lot of fun. And, it, you know, it grew a great bond. And, you know, that's why I think why we're still close today. So what do you predict um, the future of podcasting will look like within five to ten years i know we talked about your podcast a year from now do you have any predictions for five years from now with just the industry in general yeah, sports think, podcasting we'll deal with sports that podcasting yeah yeah i think um i think the arrow is definitely going up because i think a lot of people are getting into the podcasting game you know, I just hope they, they stick with it. Uh, you know, I'm obviously relatively new to the, the podcasting industry, uh, you know, just under a year, you know, at the year mark. But I think it's going up. I think a lot of people are getting into it and it's a cool medium too. Like if you can do it during, a, you know, a pandemic at home through Zoom, I think you can do it, you know, once the death settles a little bit. So I think it's the arrow's definitely up. It's hard to say where exactly it's going to be in five to 10 years, but I think there's going to be, a lot more opportunities. I mean, you can even see now if you jump on Indeed or, you know, LinkedIn or, you know, other job sites that you're going to see people are starting to hire for podcast hosts or, you know, pushing their brand. And I think that could increase even more in five to 10 years. I agree. I agree. So if you were to bring an intern into your place, what would it look like for them? Because you were one and you would know how you would do it differently. What would it look like for somebody to intern with you? <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, it would just, I would want to create that experience where they're able to, you know, get out of it, you know, whatever they put into it and, you know, help me with certain projects, any way that I can help them, you know, you know, if they want to pick my brain about something, if they want me to be a guest or, you know, anything like that, um, I would be you know, would want to want to help them, you know, the way I've been helped in the past. Um, as far as what they might be doing, I could use help, you know, as you know, with social media, I do everything. Um, you know, I have someone that helps me with editing and, you know, with graphics and everything. But as far as ideas and getting getting everything organized, I, you know, I run point, which I love and I take a lot of pride in that. And I think it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, you put your, your actual hands on it, which is why I like podcasting so much, but you know, it never helps to have an extra set of hands, you know, to, to do some social media or, you know, something else. But yeah, I would try to help them out as much as they're helping me out. Gotcha. Best mentoring advice. Who's given it to you and what was it? <laughs> 
best picture, probably from Rich, uh, just to like be authentic, you know, be you like when you when you do your own show, you know, you've heard other people talk about it before, you know, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to be in another box, just be you be your own show. And, you know, people will eventually gravitate it. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, people try to create content just to create content. I believe in the philosophy, it's better to create less content if it's quality and naturally people will will come to you so i think be authentic be yourself you know i know that's harder than you know it's easier said than done uh but i think you just get started be authentic and just go for it and you'll be fine mm -hmm. all right so how can our listeners contact you what do you have i know you have a website um and do you have any other social channels and whatnot yeah so uh, as you mentioned uh you can go to you know, my website, which is nickrodriguezpodcast.com, or um, you can go to all of our social media links. And, you know, we're on Facebook, which is the Nick Rodriguez Podcast, YouTube, the Nick Rodriguez Podcast, Twitter, at Inrod Pod, and Instagram, at Nick Rodriguez Podcast. Just kind of curious, um, do you, have you ever had your parents on? No, um, and it has nothing to do, you know, with with them per se. It's just more of the the fit of the actual show. Um, you know, they they act, they don't exactly fit with the show, but you know, of course, they're big fans, and you know, they're supporting me all the way. Yeah, that's good. I was just curious because I figured, ah, eh, you know, maybe you and your dad were sitting there talking baseball or whatever back and forth. <laughs> you know, right. what was it like back then, and what is it like now? Compare right. contrast. Right. That would be kind of a cool perspective. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, well, Nick, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I've really enjoyed it. Um, big fan of it, of anything that is always sports related. I like, I'm one of those sports fans, though, that actually uh, likes to watch the people in the stadium, right. <laughs> probably, and the halftime shows more than watching the, the sports. But I do love the energy that comes right. out of attending live sports. And I just don't think it's quite the same. Certainly, you know, when you're doing it at home and watching it on TV, that's, you know, one way, but man, being in the arena, that's everything. So I wanna thank you again, really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was so great uh, conversating with you. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. so funny, <laughs> so funny, Ian, so funny. <laughs> Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios.